You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to The Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh, brought to you by Parks Casino. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. When you play like that, (laughs) you know, it it tells on yourself. And um, there's a dysfunction uh, in what we're putting on the field right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Point After. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley. Max Sarks will be joining us in just a little bit. And we are unfortunately spending this Halloween evening discussing the Steelers' 35-13 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday at Lincoln Financial Field. The Steelers are now 2-6, and six, heading into their bye week. And our first segment tonight is brought to you by Brian Patton and Associates. It's all about the benefits. All right, guys, um, it was not a pleasant day in Philadelphia, and sometimes you start to feel like it can't get worse, but for whatever reason, Billy, yesterday when I started to get that feeling, it did actually continue to get worse. <laughs> I had a good feeling the night before, and even the morning of. That was that cheesesteak hoagie. And, and, at halftime, <laughs> down 21-10, that's where you were supposed to be as an 11-point underdog. I felt okay. But uh, I, I thought things would get better the second half, and unfortunately, on both sides of the ball, that did not happen. And I think you can summarize the game by looking at nine splash plays. One team had seven, and the other had two. No doubt about it. You know, But I will say this. Um, I don't think in my gullet I was feeling quite as comfortable as you were, but I, I thought, uh, you know what, I think this team might, it, you know, could really get busting loose. But once – that first one dropped in, that 39-yarder that went over uh, to, uh, you know, Brown in between Minka and um, uh, Terrell Edmonds. You get that feeling, and I've had this feeling as a player. That's the problem. That's too easy. That's just That was just too easy. Now, is that going to be kind of like a symbol of how this day is going to go, or can we, you know, get on our horses, get something going here? But it just got worse, like you said. Oh. And that was and I know these guys gotta be so frustrated. I I, I have been here. We were one and seven back in eighty eight, and I can tell you the sort of animosity that, that you know guys were feeling. You didn't mean to be, you know, kinda uh, nasty to each other and all, but you know, it just comes it comes out. You know, you just get frustrated so much and it just and that's one thing I hope these guys don't do, that you got to stay together, stay cool, keep it within the confines of the locker room, and uh, keep fighting together. Because I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, we were 1-7 and seven at the turnaround. We're going to the airport. Now, I had uh, crunched 
um, the meniscus in my knee in the very first quarter of the, of the first game of the season. So the whole season was just going wrong. You know, my my knee was just, you know, you'd practice for a couple of days and you can't walk and, you know, that that sort of thing. You play the game, can't walk that. So anyhow, um, we're going to the airport and Tunch and I are riding together. And uh, we're walking along and it's just, I'm my knee is bothering me. He's... He's being a jerk. I'm being a jerk, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we are chin to chin in the airport, and we're about we're about to start swinging, okay, at the old Pittsburgh airport. And all of a sudden, this elderly couple comes walking behind Tunch, and I see them, and she stops and pauses for a moment as I'm heatedly pointing at Tunch, and he's saying something else. I don't remember. And she says, Fred, look, no wonder they're losing. They're fighting with each other. And that's when it's just kind of like, whoa, and you, okay, we got to back off here. This is just getting stupid. You know, and I think that's to be taken uh, with some context. Uh, if you see or hear a player pop off or point sure. a finger or, you know, I mean, that's understandable. It's human nature. Massive uh, frustration. And, and, yeah, and everybody's looking for a reason why we are in this predicament. And especially the players, like they're looking around and saying, why, why did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, being on the sideline yesterday, there was frustration. Absolutely. I didn't feel like players were going at each other. Now, granted, this was during the game. I'm sure team meeting, team run, everything that they had to do today wasn't fun um, because you know where you sit and you're heading into the bye week. And I was going to save this little tidbit for later in the show, but I, I think we need to pick me up early, guys. <laughs> um, so, so credit to uh, Jerry Dulac. He had tweeted today that in Bill Cowher's final season in 2000, and six, the Steelers started two and six. They did finish the season eight and eight, and they started their six and two turnaround with a victory at home against the. I'll let you guess the opponent. New Orleans Saints. So, you got it. Wow, way to go, Billy! So, I'm completely you know, stumped. <laughs> and then Michael Birch from the Steelers PR department followed that up by saying, you know, 12 teams have rebounded from two and six, either go eight and eight or nine and seven uh, during the 16 game NFL era. Um, and Pittsburgh did it twice, 2006, as Jerry had described in that first tweet, and also 2013. The Steelers were 0-4 coming home off of a London trip. Uh, they ended up finished the season 8-8 eight and eight as well, just missed the, the playoffs thanks to a field goal gone wrong in a different stadium after they handled their business. So still close, but um, yeah, that's my that's my glimmer of hope for everybody today other than the Halloween candy that hopefully you're enjoying. <laughs> Could that have been Ryan Suckup? Yes, you're correct. Wow. How about me pulling that out of the hat? Man, you are like hot tonight. You're two Billy. for two. Yeah. I am two for two. As usual, I'm wearing the dunce cap. <laughs> but don't get me to try to predict anything. <laughs> you know, the, the, the splash plays, uh, you know, you, you give them credit. I mean, Jalen Hurts, and I thought when we saw him in the preseason last year that he was going to be a liability. And uh, you tip, tip your hat. I mean, those passes were right where they should be. And give A.J. Brown credit and Zach Paschal and whoever else caught a touchdown pass, you know. That 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 uh, that was pretty magical, and there's no no wonder why Philadelphia seven and zero. We have Max yeah, with works. us now, and Max, we missed you in Philly, but uh, I guess give us your pick, your perspective, your big picture after you sit back and think about what you saw happen yesterday. Well, 
and, and hello, everyone. Uh, I hello, missed you Max. all, too. Um, you, you know, it's one of those things I didn't have a high expectation for this game. I wanted to see competition. I wanted to see the Steelers squad be competitive with this uh, Philly squad. But, you know, it's one of those things where you come into it and you know you already got a hand tied behind your back, right? Chris Boswell's out, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Keller Witherspoon coming off of injury. Like, there were so many different factors that made you feel like, okay, just let's try and get out of this healthy, right? Because there's the bye, on to the bye in a lot of intents and purposes. But I thought there was, there's that growth, but then there's that frustration, right? Because you see the offense moving the ball and having these long drives, but it doesn't necessarily translate to points every time. And when there's that push moment, we haven't quite figured out what where the button is, right, blindfolded. And I think that's kind of one of the things where it's just you're on the edge of your seat and literally, for me, on the edge of my seat since I was not there, you know, <laughs> just, just looking and wanting for that moment to happen. And you're like, it's just there and it doesn't. And like you said, defensively, you know, it's tough when you have a squad like Philly, right? And like you said, Billy, Jalen Hurts, you look at him, what he's done from last year to this year to just become a, a more complete quarterback. I mean, you have to remember also the Philadelphia Eagles offense has only surrendered two giveaways. They've only given the ball away twice at this point through this point of the year, and their defense is very aggressive. And they play off of that. So they're like, well, our team's going to take care of the ball so we can go be more aggressive to go get the ball. And that's been a part of their recipe of success. And, you know, the Steelers squad, I felt like, you know, when, when you're looking at the first half, I'm like, okay, all right. And then it's like the adjustments, and then you realize the lack of depth starts to, starts to play a very big role um, as we get later into the game. But I'm still encouraged. I mean, I'm not frustrated with this team. I'm not upset with this team. I, it, I've already put it in my mind where we're at is that this is learning and growing. When you made the switch to put Kenny Pickett at the starting quarterback position, this is what you surrendered to is that we are now a growing and building team and that the rest of the team can only grow as fast as the quarterback can grow. And everybody has to do their part to do that. And, the, and we just need to be healthier. And I think this buy came at a perfect timing where we needed that health. We need guys to get on the mend and take a week off to just heal their bodies up. And then by the end of it, hopefully we do get a difference maker, a catalyst in TJ Watt that now comes back on the field when we take, when we take it again against the Saints. And that will hopefully show another level. And maybe that speeds up a little bit of the learning curve and the learning process for the younger side of the ball, which is the offense. So Max and Wolf, you know, going into a bye week like this, knowing where they sit, the frustration that's trickling over amongst the guys because they have playmakers. Of course, some are injured, but they have guys that are capable of, you know, trying to help this become a good football team. And what do you do to get through the bye week to A, you need to rest and recharge first and foremost, but also you want to get better as a team. You want to get better individually. So how do you handle that when you're in this situation where, you know, the Eagles probably enjoyed their bye week? You know, they were still undefeated last week when they had time off. Um, I'm sure they still did a lot of stuff as well, a lot of work. It's not like you just sit back and say, well, we're undefeated. We don't need to do anything. But specifically for this Steelers squad and being so young, what's the key for them? I think what you got to do is you got to have some of your older gents telling the young bucks, this is the way we're going to go about business. And the coaches, of course, are going to schedule things. You have an itinerary. I believe there's like four consecutive days you have to have off 
during the bye week now? Correct. Okay. Yes. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be for the Steelers this week. There you go. So what you want to do is you want to spend some time this week and uh, reassess, self-scouting, and get yourself right and deloading. I mean, to me, Max and I were talking about this this morning. You know, the important things are to make sure that you understand where you are physically and mentally as a player. What are you going to do? Because everybody's got to take accountability here. There's no more of, you know, no can't be any finger point or anything like that. you got to understand this is where we are, like Max said. Okay, so where do we got to go from here? What do we got to work with? If I'm Akella Witherspoon, i got to reassess what it means to play one-on-one down the sideline, playing a little butt ball, playing along the sidelines, using that, that sidelines as a 12th defender, going through the mechanics of, of uh, running in, in, in coverage with a man, locating the ball, snapping your head around, reaching for his hands when he reaches for the ball, all these little triggers and little things that you got to do. I mean, and I'm just using Akello as that because, look, you know, you had a tough day. I'd be the first guy to put my hand up and say, I have been Akello. Not in, not in the corner, <laughs> but I have had my share of uh, rough days out there. So and understanding that, you got to take this time to get right, which means get your body and, and make sure that you get your rest and rehab, prehab, all that stuff that you need. But also take the time to really come to grips with where you are and what you got to do. And then you got to go about and be determined. Once you come back, you got to make sure you are determined to uh, do the very best you can to correct those those uh, things that, are, that have been, you know, you've been messing up. Well, and I think also it's, it's like you said, Wolf, I mean, this is also a chance to refocus yourself to recenter i mean we talked about it in the show we had our three checklist items right you know that we had to go about you know one was time off is time to heal right that was the first one that we talked about you've got to heal your body so the extra treatment the extra contrast hot and cold tub hot cold laser therapy hyperbaric i don't even care anything that you think is going to help you placebo or not donuts do it that's the one thing too donuts (laughs) exactly exactly maple bacon bar that's it go ahead handle your business speaking the language Um, of love buddy yeah and then the second thing that we talked about wolf was self-evaluate self-scout that means now you have a chance as the week is off to go back and watch and take stock of the previous eight games because usually when you're in the middle of it missy and, and bill you, you, you focus on it for like 24 hours, maybe 48 hours, but then you wipe the slate clean and go to the next one, right? Wash, rinse, repeat. But now you actually have a chance where you can go and really look at your film individually as, as a player and you can check my footwork. How did my footwork progress from week one to week eight? How was my hand placement? How, how, what were my run keys? You know, how did I, how did I get out of my breaks? Or how did, how did I anticipate someone's break? Like you get to actually, we talk, I talked about this earlier with Wolf. I said, it's like taking the trash out, dumping it out, and actually sorting it. That's what you get to do with the bye week. So that was another very important factor that I felt every good player should know that. And that's another thing the vets should be talking to the young guys if they don't know how to do that, that you should do that. And then the third thing was take time to breathe. And what I mean by that is do something to get your mind away from football. This is your decompression, deloading period that Wolf was talking about. This is your de-escalation time. You get a week off to actually go and just relax. 
relax, take your mind off of it because it's good for mental health. It's good to give yourself a self-scan and check yourself head to toe mentally and say, okay, how do I feel? How do my shoulders feel? How does my neck feel? How does this feel? You know, you start to go through all the way down to your toes and you give yourself that time to just heal inside because you're going to have a big push come the second half. So those are the three things that you really have to get in tune with, you know, during this time off. Because like you said, you're going to have mandatory four days off, but the time that you're there, take it, use it, evaluate, build yourself back up, but also physically repair yourself in the same time and then be able to just take that mental escape before you get back into the gauntlet come next week. All right, guys, we have much more to talk about the Steelers 35 to 13 loss against the Eagles yesterday in Philadelphia. We're going to talk about the Steelers defense, Kenny Pickett's performance heading into the bye week and also some favorite candy, Halloween candy talk. We're going to have a little bit of fun, even though it doesn't feel like we should on this <laughs> evening. So uh, get those answers ready. We'll do that and much more when we return. You're listening to WDVE. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Back to the point after, brought to you by Parks Casino on DVE. Pick it under center. Jet motion. Chase hit, has it, and he throws it for a touchdown. Chase was handed off on the jet sweep right to left, and as he came to the five-yard line, he spotted Derek Watt, Watt's second reception of the game, and the Steelers march it 75 yards and score. Welcome back to The Point After, everybody. Missy Matthews, Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. It's Halloween. There are kids trick-or-treating, and yesterday, Billy, that touchdown from Chase Claypool to Derek Watts certainly was a treat, uh, something that caught a lot of people, including the Philadelphia Eagles, off guard. And at that point in the game, uh, you're thinking, all right, they're going to hang in there with these guys. I did. I had that thought, and uh, unfortunately, there was still unraveling that I didn't see uh, out in front of me. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a sad day uh, to get you know, embarrassed like that because it's the second time this year that a quality team has done that to us. Uh, but you hope now uh, that these are lessons learned and that, uh, you know, there's nothing you can do about two and six. It's there. The, the record is there. So let's forget about that during the bye. And as Max says, relax and look forward. And, and this is what this team has to do. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I mean, you are where you are, and Max makes that point very, uh, very well. And the fact of the matter is, I was excited because, you know, that's a difference. That's a scripting of plays that we had not seen and the proper execution. And Chase Claypool did a beautiful job. As I said, it was the Canadian connection when you had Matt Canada, you know, <laughs> uh, scripting it so that a Canadian-born Chase Claypool takes that ball and throws it, uh, you know, to, to Derek Watts. So, um, I was all excited about it, and it's unfortunate that the, the momentum did not shift at that point in time to the Steelers. It went the other way, of course, with what was coming up. Well, and I think also what, what made it, you know, tough was, you know, you get the ball first, and you, 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 have, you have a quick series, you're out of there, and then Philly comes down and marches. The most important thing was 
Now we've got to answer. And boom, we do. But then they come back and they answer our answer. <laughs> and, and then one on top of it. And then they kept ringing the bell. You know, it was <laughs> – and we didn't really have an answer for it. You know, I will say this, you know, happy that we found, you know, a capable kicker in Nick Skiba to uh, come in and, um, and fill in for Chris Boswell as he was out with injury. But you can't trade field goals and touch for touchdowns no. um, against a, hot, a top quality opponent. It just you this is the result that you get is that they just continually, get, you know, get on it. And, and I think the other thing was. You know, Jalen Hurts and his connection with A.J. Brown was just – that was tough. I mean, that, that reminded me of Stephon Diggs, right, and Josh Allen. Right. You know, they had, they had this – where they could just get the ball to each other and no matter what the circumstances was, and they just had an innate feel for each other, almost like, you know, like telepathy. And that's, <laughs> tough, that's tough to break up, especially if you don't have that pass rush that's getting to Jalen Hurts and putting him on the ground consistently – and forcing him into bad situations, you know, because like you say, he still leaves the day. Only two giveaways for that Eagles offense, and that's that's just tough. You have to disrupt, you know, their rhythm, their timing, and you know, shake the apple cart a little bit, and ha- hopefully, hopefully, some some of those fall to the ground. But it didn't it didn't shake our way yesterday. Well, think about this too. That's a defense that has been taking the ball away one out of every five or six possessions. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's just a smoking defense over there they and they get the job done and it you know and it showed yesterday and you know unfortunately we weren't able to overcome it but that was a very high you know high intensity high velocity ballistic violence in your heart type of defense they they were hitting like crazy out there i i don't you know i don't know you know it's just one of those things it's a learning experience for kenny that's where it is it's a learning experience for everybody and everybody's got to be able to think in the terms of the fact this is all of us together, all hands in the pile, and you're going to have to hang together and turn this thing around. It's like turning a cruise ship around. It's very difficult when you have a 2-6 and six record to come back out and try to reverse this thing, but it can be done. All right, in our segment tonight, the second one is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank and Dawn's Appliance. For every field goal we kick this season, Dawn's Appliance will donate $1,000 to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. That's 5,000 meals each time. So thank you to Dawn's Appliance. And you can donate too by texting GOALS to 50155 and sticking uh, here on Kenny Pickett. Max, I think you said a little bit earlier, you know, once you made the switch to Kenny Pickett, going with the rookie quarterback, you bench Mitch Trubisky at halftime of that Jets game, knowing what these opponents were, I don't think this was ideal and probably the situation they wanted to put him in. Coach Tomlin felt like it was the right move. And once you stuck with it, you knew what the road ahead was going to be leading up into this bye week. And sure, you can look ahead and say, well, the schedule gets much easier, but the chunk of where he got his first NFL experience was anything but, you know, making your start in Buffalo against the Bills that you just finished against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Um, How do you assess what we've seen from him? I know it's a small sample size, but, you know, as we're heading into the bye and looking forward to the rest of the season, what you've seen from uh, number eight. Well, the first thing I think I could say, Missy, is that number eight is tough. You know, I think that's really the most important thing. And you're absolutely right. I mean, we've talked about this, I think, with all of you. (laughs) All of you, we've had this conversation about if there was a time to make a switch, if things weren't going well, it was going to be, at this moment, the bye week. (laughs) And then you give 
Kenny a week to kind of get himself underneath himself, and then you get that that game week of preparation. So you almost get like a two-week buildup before it's unveiled. But unfortunately, that wasn't the way that Coach Tomlin saw it. He, he was like, we need a spark. And the moment he felt, he felt like you said, when you know, you know. And so I don't never, I'll never question, you know, his, his thought process and the feel that he has, the instinctual nature that he has for this game. Um, but it wasn't under the most ideal. It was under duress. And then, like you said, to have these games that came right after it be all under duress as well until the bye is, is very tough. But I think I say that Kenny's tough. He's a tough-minded individual. He's not someone who's going to wilt under pressure. And we see him progressing. Like, between the 20s, you can see, you know, a, 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 a drastic improvement from the first game to now. But where we are still struggling is obviously we're still having, you know, the nuances of the red zone and being able to finish off those drives. We can get through to, like you said, stack 10-plus play drives, and we're getting off to faster starts than we had been previously, but it's still not translating itself in points. We're getting the time of possession battle won, but the points must must equal one point per minute of, of, of time on the field. That's how you evaluate um, the production on the field. And if you're playing winning or losing football, look at that time of possession, look at your score. If it's close, good. If you exceeded it, better. But when you fall drastically below it, that's when it's tough. And that, that, and that's, a, that and that's, a, that's a clear sign of young guys coming together and going through the growing pains right now and that, and that learning curve that's necessary for all those young guys out there. There's a bunch of young guys. It's not just Kenny. There's a lot of youth on that football team playing right now, and especially on the offensive side of the ball. And we already know that offense is one that takes a little bit longer to click but once that chemistry hits, it, it, it's amazing. But getting to that point is very tough. And, you know, you've got a rookie right receiver out there. You've got a second-year tight end, second-year left tackle, you know, second-year running back in the backfield. And then you have a rookie quarterback to boot on top of that. And then two new offensive line. That's a lot to overcome and expect a team to just come out the gates firing and be excellent. And they rushed for 144 yards. I, I know yeah. that's lost in, you know, this this gloom. But, you know, that's still a step forward in, in my estimation. And I look yeah. at this. If, you know, I go back to uh, – you go back to the Miami game with the three great throws that he made, including the the fourth and six with the 21-yarder to the Friar Muth over the middle. That window was so narrow, and yet he had the courage to stand in there and go for the win. He didn't throw to the shorter routes on to the left while it was Pickens to the right – was Deontay. He went down the middle and he went after it 21 yards on a fourth and six. That takes courage, man. I'm just I'm just telling you. I would have been the guy that dropped it off to Pickens or or somebody else. He stood in there and 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 delivered the ball. And we watched him this past weekend in Philly. And I I'll, I'll bet you 10 cheesesteaks, you know, that that this guy <laughs> this guy stood in there and took hits like you can't even believe and didn't blink. You know, he took a couple that rocked I thought really rocked him, and he yeah. got up and acted like you know was that the best you got. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that that's a true Pittsburgh kid there, but you know you don't want him to have to you know suffer that. But it is part and parcel of the growing. I think he's got a lot of courage. I think he's got a lot of moxie, smarts. He's a competitor, man. I love the way he competes, and he handles himself very well in front of the microphone, yeah, and the camera. 
Not that that's well, really yeah. important, though. <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm, I'm just saying in the game. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, no. But sometimes yeah. rookies don't. No. They, they yeah, have to and, learn. And they create and problems for themselves. To. Yeah. Yeah, but to your point, other... Billy, I – sorry, go ahead, Max. Oh, no, 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 no. Go, go ahead, Missy. I, I, I'll get into it a little bit later. <laughs> okay. I, I... <laughs> Is that a warning? I, I was just <laughs> – that means Max has a lot to say. I, I just want to quickly jump in on what you said. I, I agree, yes, you, you care about what they do on the football field. And to Wolf's point, of course, guys can say things in the media and in front of a camera that can get them in trouble. I think, though, Kenny just – you know, he's not a captain. I get that. Uh, but he is the quarterback of this football team right now. And his press conference – after the game yesterday, I wasn't there for it live. I read it and then I went back and I watched it. He just has that command of like, here's what's wrong. We're not detailed enough. We need to study the playbook more. We need to do it together. He just was listing all of the different things, not placing blame and kept, you know, kept it very uh, straightforward. Uh, there's not talent issues. We need to do a better job of getting in the right spot, knowing what we're doing, the procedural penalties. He just listed things and how they can't improve them. I just think from a leadership standpoint, the second that he became the guy, it just felt like he took over this offense and wants to be the person that everybody follows. And I know that's natural because it's the quarterback position, but it's one thing if you can actually do it and it feels like guys are buying in. And I think, you know, for anybody who hasn't had a chance to check out what he said post game, I would do so because it, it's the same carryover that we've seen the past few games but I just thought last night he was very poignant and and very um not I don't even want to say descriptive but just very sturdy in what he was saying and what he believed and there is no letdown from him no uh no fight that will be let go from him in terms of trying to right the ship as you said well and I think I think that that that's that's the toughness you know that I was definitely referencing uh, is that you know, he takes it personal, and he's not going to be denied. Like, like this week is going to, I feel, be very constructive for Kenny Pickett. I just hope that everybody else around him also looks at this as a constructive drill, not a destructive drill and not a finger-pointing contest. Pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> I want people to, to realize, hey, let me make sure I'm not the donkey first off and foremost before I go anywhere else. You know, and that's why I said self-scout, self-evaluate yourselves. That's the first thing. Look inward before you project outward. And I think Kenny's that type that's going to look inward before he projects outward and understand where is he at right now? Where did he think he was going to be? And where is he actually? And what's the difference between the two? And what does it take? What steps need to be put in place? in order for him to get to where he thinks he should be. And I think that that's an important aspect of it, that it's very important. I know it gets often overlooked, and we can talk about natural athleticism and talent, but my former teammate, Heinz Ward, gave me a T-shirt um, a long time ago. It was one of his football camps. Does it still fit? <laughs> yes, it still fits. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I know, I know. Peanut gallery over this here. Is, this I like is, jelly. I don't like peanuts. Okay. This, this is what brotherhood is like. You know what I mean, Max? Oh yeah. Because trust it. me, it goes the other way too. Oh yeah. No, I mean I razz Wolf every morning. I catch him off guard because he's still sleepy. But um, but it said, it said hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. 
And that's always stuck with me because that's the epitome of Heinz Ward, right? I mean, Heinz was a guy that just was not going to be denied and outwork everybody because he knew he didn't have tests. I mean, the man didn't have ACLs, for God's sakes. So, but he lasted <laughs> as long as he did in the NFL and became a Super Bowl MVP with no ACLs. So, <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's what it just – and when you're – but the other side of that is when you are talented and you do work hard, woo, it's ridiculous. Right. And that just takes you to a different level. So I think that's where you have to have that type of energy – going into this week. That's the vibe you need to be feeling is that, is that, you know what? I know I'm talented, but I need to work harder. Or if I'm not as talented, I darn sure need to work harder. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take one more break. And I promise we're talking Halloween candy. First thing to start our next segment, plus a little bit more about the Steelers defense heading into the bye week. We'll do that and more. When we return, you're listening to the point after on WDBE. Back to the point after, brought to you by Parks Casino on DVE. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the point after. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. Our third and final segment is brought to you by Clearview Federal Credit Union. For every turnover, the black... Black and gold, excuse me, created in 2022. Clearview Federal Credit Union will donate $500 to the Light of Life Rescue Mission. Clearview helping people to enjoy a better life. Visit clearviewfcu.org slash touchdown. All right. Happy Halloween, guys. We're going to still talk a little more Steelers football, but it is Halloween. And I need to know everybody's favorite candy and then your least favorite candy. Billy, we'll start with you. Candy corn is my favorite. Okay. Least favorite? I don't know. I mm. I, I can't come up with There's it. There's not one? You're like, I won't eat it? No. No, there isn't. Unfortunately for <laughs> okay. me. Anchovies. And my waistline. Oh, yeah, anchovies. <laughs> there you I go. I like anchovies. Oh, no. I do. Who hands out anchovies on, on, on Halloween? Mm, no. That's no. definitely that a house. trick. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe an old Italian neighborhood. Maybe that was, uh, maybe that was a good, good sign of good luck. I like mound uh, bars. You know, the coconut and yeah, all that stuff. Almond Joy, oh. that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, what about least favorite? Least favorite. Uh, right Twix, because, you know, you got left and right Twix. Uh, <laughs> I like left Twix. Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, oh. I can't. I, it, it's such low-hanging fruit, you know. We're just going to step over that one. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will say this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Butterfinger guy. Butterfinger? Right? I love Butterfinger. Really? Love Butterfinger. Yeah, Butterfingers and peanut M&Ms are probably my two favorites. Ooh, peanut M&Ms. You know what I like to and do? Then, peanut M&Ms you, and regular M&Ms. You mix them together. It's like trail mix. <laughs> Wolf's trail without mix. everything that, else. That, that's that's actually just M and M's, but okay, all right. There's like nothing healthy in that. Okay, no, but uh, but uh, least favorite is actually what's your favorite is. Well, I, I can't do mounds or almond joys. Really? Can't do them. So we could definitely definitely go trick or treating together because we can trade off, and it would actually be equal trade. So we could both get what we wanted. And also, nobody would tell us no, so we would get a lot more candy. Could you imagine else. us two stooges going up and down a neighborhood? I can, oh, I can imagine you at my great. door, and my one yeah. finger on the button to call the police. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like we're here for the, we're here for the shots, sir. Just, just pour it in the bag. Just pour it in the bag. No, um, no. But I think the funny thing is, is that like 
I feel like if, if Wolf and I did it, it could be like a Mario and Luigi thing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we, we could definitely just put the little mask on, wear some overalls. <laughs> he, I, I wear green, he'd wear red. And I, th- I feel like we would, we would blend in perfectly with all the trick-or-treaters. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I would love Not- to see this. I, I feel like we can still do this, guys. It's <laughs> Halloween week. There's time. Yeah. <laughs> Doris, Spirit of Halloween, go, go, and the, what, they have a discount after tonight anyways because <laughs> you got to move all that product. I don't know. We could find it, maybe. You know, it's really bad when you go that one Halloween too many. You know what I mean? When you just yeah. you should have shut it down when you were, you know, that one year long, younger, and then you go one yeah. more. And then the people in the neighborhood are going, you're not even wearing a costume. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't even put a costume on. You're like, well, why, you why do you have a shop? Why do you have a shopping bag, sir? <laughs> <laughs> you ever have the little pumpkin pail or anything? You just you found the you found the biggest bag you can find. Just go ahead, just dump it in. Just dump it in. <laughs> oh man, I was I was only 45 with the last time I went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should have shut it down at 44, Wolf. <laughs> what about you, Missy? What's your favorite? Man, I love you guys, but the fact that no one said Reese's Cup is a favorite Ooh, like, it hurts yeah, my yeah. feelings. Oh, it's, a top, always... it's a top five. It's a top five. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely in the conversation. That's Reese's Cups, Reese's yep. Pieces, Peanut Butter M&Ms. They are like the unforgotten M&Ms. Those are fantastic yeah, they either, are. although usually nobody gives them out. It's funny, Dan Quinlan, who helps you know produce our game broadcast on the plane yesterday on the way home, he was joking slash not joking that he was telling his son, you know, his first time really trick-or-treating, just always grab an orange candy. Go for the orange one. They're usually peanut butter. They're the better ones. So <laughs> I guess if I need there some Reese's Cups, yeah, if my boys won't share with me, I'll have to steal from Henry, but... Yeah, and I, this is probably not a popular opinion, but my least favorite is Kit Kats. I just I don't get the point of them. I don't love them. Um, now, see, that's my go-to def- movie bar. You know, Kit Kats. No. Yeah, got a little crunch, a little crunchification going on there. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah my, now, my youngest daughter loves Kit Kats, but my oldest, she's a Snickers fan, which oh, is hilarious. Snickers Ooh, are, Snickers nice. are yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, she's a Snickers fan. Oh, Missy jumped right on yeah. that one. Yeah. Yep, but, Snickers. But yeah, That's but, in my top yeah. five. <laughs> yeah, see? And she likes Reese's Pieces at the movie theater, my oldest. Oh, ah, okay. Like she, yeah, because she's like, you know, it, it's it's just like a chocolate milk except for it's peanut butter. You know, it's got the little candy-coated shell, pops easy, yeah. a little crunch there. So, yeah, no, no, definitely. I remember as a kid when you'd, you'd get the word from the neighborhood that so-and-so, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Jones up on – the next route over, they're giving out like really big pieces of candy or something like that. And everybody's oh, mouth, the full so, size bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. going like uh, every, it's a mess, you know, mass exit over there. And, and everybody hangs out there. And then you get over there and all of a sudden you find out everybody's already hit it up and there's no none left. You're like, bummer. Yeah. Or the people that, that put them out and say, please take one. Oh, yeah. Like, really, you're, you're going to trust a sugar charged <laughs> mob of children. <laughs> To just take one, and then you put all of them. And it's, don't let it be things that they like, like Sour Patch Kids or yeah. Gummy Bears and stuff right. like that. Like, like you're just saying, okay, one child, Mary, you know, Happy Halloween. Here's your gift. Because if you find that first, guess what? You're taking it, and nobody else is getting them. There you go. Can I just tell you that I'm 100% guilty of doing that, and I did that tonight. And <laughs> it totally well, backfired. 
I know, but it was it was such a it was such a bad move. Here's why. I love Reese's cups, so we had the big size Reese's cups, which I knew were gonna go quickly, but then I'm always like, well, some kids might not like chocolate or maybe they're lactose intolerant. So then we had Reese Krispie treats and then we had gummy bears. I had too much of an option, so oh. this is exactly what happened. I'll have to look at my ring camera, but I'm sure everybody just took one from every single basket or they just dumped it because as I was running back to my house for the show, my one neighbor goes, um, there's no more candy at your house. If you need more, I have some down the street. Like, you know wow. what? It's fine. It was yeah. the thought that counted. Yeah. They totally raided me, but it's fine. Lock it's the fine. door, turn out the lights. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. So, Business is closed. Business is closed. I did <laughs> yeah. my job. I know. I brought in my dish, you know, my big Halloween candy bins and such is life. So you snooze, you lose, right? That's right. You snooze, exactly. you lose. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, One last point uh, talking about Steelers football here uh, to keep in line with talking about the defense. Let's take a listen first to Coach Tomlin. Yesterday after the game, he was asked about A.J. Brown's touchdowns and if the Steelers were in a good position or if they just didn't make a play. You know, position is just a component of playmaking. Um, the finish is probably is equally as important as the positioning and and we were in position um, but their guy made a play and we didn't uh, we were in one one circumstances on the other side of the ball and it was a different outcome one time we was out of bounds one time it was opi one time the dot the ball um the ground dislodged the ball and you know that's that's the minutia that's the playmaking that's the that's the difference they were making those plays and we were not you know what's interesting? Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss. Go I just, no, go it? for it. Go for it. George Pickens, that pass interference that Mike was referencing. I'm still I just, scratching my I head. Was, I just watched film on it. That's a, like a ghost push-off like Sonny Liston and, and Muhammad Ali. When mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston, they said it was a ghost punch. I mean, I, I ran it back and forth. I did not see it. What I saw was when Pickens pulled up and his hand was out, and that's part of the problem. You can't have your hand out. But the other, the the Bradbury, Bradbury actually slipped at, as he was trying to come to a halt and come back on Pickens, and I, I I don't I didn't see the pass interference. I was surprised. Yeah, it was it was strange, but I mean I I, I just feel like that crew um, was just out for penalties, right? I mean they were they were throwing penalties left and right. Now, granted, I will say this: a couple of them saved us, but right. for the vast majority, I felt like we really, you know. It was just. It was just. They were. They, they just didn't like the state of Pennsylvania. I felt like. Like I don't know where. I don't know where they were from. Well, well the, the R is from Omaha. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're Peyton Manning fans. Anyways, no. Just joking. No. It's just a name. Um, but yeah, I was. I was like, you guys must not. You must not like anything in Pennsylvania. Um, because I felt like they came in and it was just that was seventeen accepted penalties from both sides, which was just an, an inordinate amount of penalties in a game, and it didn't look that sloppy. I know this. If Cleet Blakeman came to my house trick or treating, he'd be getting the the, the trick. <laughs> <laughs> so the old Turn apple, the the old razor. Yeah, the razor blade and the apple, or <laughs> no, no, no. no I, have a, I, have a, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, if it happened to happen, I wouldn't feel that. I'm not bad, Freddy Krueger, okay? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, you're you're just the wolf man. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> sorry about man. that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. man. Oh man. All right, guys. Well, 
Thanks for uh, helping everybody, you know, decipher, get through that loss. The Steelers now head into their bye week before returning home on November 13th to host the New Orleans Saints. We want to remind everybody that the Steelers Pro Shop is the best place to gear up for the latest sideline apparel, hats, jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shop stores located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit us online at shop.steelers.com. Happy bye week to you all. Enjoy the must-needed time off, uh, and we will regroup and get ready for the Saints. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.